Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. moms welcome to episode 36 of the gather moms podcast and today rebecca we are talking about something that affects 90 percent of moms how do you know it's 90 percent? because Did you do a survey girl you know i got research to back it up that's what <laughs> i you used the google didn't you i use the google yes so but i'm curious there's i feel like there's a lot of things that could be true for like 90 percent of moms so do you have any ideas because i feel like 90 percent of moms would say they're tired Oh, God, I'm tired right now. Tired yes, right now. Tired. Take a nap right this right second. now. Yes. Okay, along with that, 90% of moms would say they have not had enough caffeine. Listen, but I got all these healthy moms in my life right now. Yeah. And I'm trying to be healthy, too. And listen, I love me some caffeine. I know. Okay. Oh, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but Jeremy and I are doing a cleanse starting tomorrow. Of course you are. People, listen to me. Kate and Jeremy... <laughs> They get on these health things and they like only eat cream cheese and drink water and take pills at night for vitamins. And I'm like, what in the world? No, okay, cream cheese. But it's a good chance to reset. But so, but next week, the only thing we can drink is water. Okay. Well, that's, I thought you were going to say pineapple juice or Mm. mangoes. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I drink a couple cups of coffee every morning. Oh, you can't even have your coffee. No, no, no water it's a cleanse so like you're like getting rid of all the things well what can what can you eat then if you're cleansing um vegetables lettuce yeah exactly literally vegetables and meat okay vegetables and meat okay but literally that's like no butter no cheese no yeah like raw vegetables are you cooking them you can steam them grill them steamed vegetables without anything on them are disgusting yes sis you need some salt and pepper and some butter to make that thing good i think we could do salt and pep but no butter so it's just going to be interesting we're just going to remind ourselves this week is going to go quickly (laughs) we're going to clean out those guts you're setting yourself up for mother's day so that when it comes you're like give me my favorite food there you go people yeah spoil me on mother's day Okay, okay, so sorry, that was a whole rabbit trail. So okay. 90% of moms are tired, don't have enough caffeine. Yes. Do you feel like 90% of moms, now, but see, I don't know that this could be worldwide true, but I feel like it would be true in Texas maybe, or the United States. Okay. 90% of moms are currently longing to be at Target. Yeah, I don't know that I have the same love for Target. Excuse me? Where, I mean, I like Target. Where would you want to be? Um. Don't say Kohl's. Listen, it crossed my mind. <laughs> it did. It crossed my mind. I mean, I love a good Target walkabout. Okay. You know, I love to jaunt myself through Target and okay, check jaunt. out the, the yeah. lovely things. Listen, yeah. I'm an online shopper now. Yeah. Like, if I, I have an hour pivoted. to shop, yeah. Yeah. I really just want to go online, and I want it delivered to my home. I want to try it on in my closet, and then I want to take it all back. Okay, but Becca, what I do. don't you get that, like, serotonin boost when you're walking through Target, and the lights are just right, <laughs> and, and your favorite song comes on? Yes, everything's organized, and you can just look through it, you know, <laughs> and it's like, ooh, this is cute. Ooh, this is fun, you know? 
I don't know. It gives me a little boost. Listen, I, I support it. Go to Target. Live your best life. Yes. Okay. After talking with a bunch of moms, I don't know if it's quite 90%, but I would say almost every mom I've ever talked to struggled with breastfeeding on some level and in some way. Did you struggle at all? No. But okay, you formula fed I bottle your first fed two. the first two. And then because of money savings, yeah. I decided to breastfeed the last. And it was easy? It was amazing. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It wasn't hard at all. She didn't struggle to latch. No. You're looking back with rose colored glasses. I mean, I think. maybe I'm not remembering it correctly. But I remember thinking to myself, why didn't I do this with the first two? Okay. But but I have a totally different experience because the first two are bottle fed. And so this was like, this is my moment, okay. right? Okay. I'm going to embrace every single second. Yeah. I don't know. I think some women love it. Some women don't. Okay. I, well, I, I do have some friends that know it, it is easier, but I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people that I talk to are like, Kate, did you struggle with So struggle. Okay. okay. Big struggles. All three kids. And I hung with it as long as I could, but yes. I did not enjoy it. I remember it one painful. side was very painful. Okay, dog, this is all I'm saying. You- I know, but like I knew that. So it was like, all right, this is what happens every other time. Okay, we're just gonna but well, all up. I was trying to get you to point out is that it's not <laughs> seamless. It's not as magical as like they make it seem like you just did. Because it does, there, it hurts it and there's does. pain. And yes. like, it's, it's not like, it's not an easy thing. No. All right. But I do remember it with fondness. Okay. But okay. sometimes I got to pull you down out of the clouds. <laughs> Listen, what else can I tell you I struggle with? Maybe I need to like help y'all out. I don't know. Okay. I think 90% of us would say that we don't know if we're doing the right thing. Preach. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, should I allow this child to get a phone? Should I punish this child for this? Am I punishing them the right way? Am I letting them watch TV for too many hours a day? Correct. Is it okay for them to eat Cheetos? And can they eat Cheetos five days in a row? (laughs) You know? Listen, I will say that. I'm always worried about their food. Mm. Am I feeding them the right things? Yeah. Am I too lenient? Like, are they allowed to have sodas? Yeah. Can they once a week? I don't know. You know? Is it okay if we order pizza every night for five nights? Is that bad? You know, I don't know. There's tomatoes in that. That's right. We're hitting something. And listen, I'm telling you, here in Texas right now, we got some free school lunches, apparently because of the pandemic. They feel bad for us. Did you not know this? No, I had no idea. Your kids can eat free every day at school. Excuse me? Yes. Okay. Have you not been putting money in their school cafe account? No. See, we, I just don't, we don't do school lunches. So you pack them. We pack them, yeah. And Caleb packs too? Yeah. Okay, well, it's free right now. What? So Jake's been eating free all year at high school. I don't got to pack that kid a lunch. Are you serious? It's the best. Okay, well, I'm about to cash in on that for this last month of the but school listen, year. But listen, I know he's not eating good that way. Yeah. I'm like, there is no way. Bless yeah. you. Bless you school lunches. Yeah. There's no way that square pizza is healthy. No. 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 Thanks for trying. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, but so here's the deal. There are so many things that bind us together as mamas that we all feel, struggle with, want, right? Yes. Okay, but truly, statistically, there is something that 90% of moms are affected by. And I'm going to tell you what it is, and that's what we're talking about today. I'm excited. Well, it's loneliness. Oh, gosh, maybe I'm not excited. (laughs) Doesn't sound fun. No, it's not fun. And I was so shocked when I read that number, 90%. I just had no idea it was that high. And so that comes from a survey that um, this mom organization did, 2,000 of their moms, and they found out that 90% of them felt lonely which I just thought was shocking. And then it made me realize, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in my loneliness 
What do you think about that? No, like before you said it, I didn't think that. Now that you said it, it kind of makes a little light bulb go off. Like, yes, I've totally felt that way in my home. Yeah. And I do think, especially with the pandemic, but even now, I think we are all trying to survive our very best. Yeah. And we're, we feel like nobody else is having to experience all the things that we're experiencing. So we feel alone. Right. Well, and I think it's the unexpected struggle of motherhood because it's counterintuitive because you feel like you're adding someone else to your group, to your tribe, right? Like <laughs> small humans. Right. You're not subtracting <laughs> someone out. Like you're adding someone into your community. But, you know... And so in that sense, you're never alone, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're never alone again because there's always these people around. Yes. But that child or your husband just doesn't substitute friends, like right. girlfriends and mom friends. Right. So speaking of being alone, like, do you ever get your house alone anymore? Do you like having a yes. house alone? So I've been working Tuesdays from home. Uh-huh. And the kids go off to school. Uh-huh. And it's quiet. Yeah. And I don't have to pick up after nobody. Uh-huh. I don't have to make food for anybody. Yeah. It is glorious. Yeah. Like it might be one of my favorite things. Tuesdays, I my would favorite. say it is one of my favorite things to be in my house alone. You know, it just because maybe it's so rare. It is rare. But it just feels like I think anytime you're around your family, you have a sense of I have to help. Yeah. Whatever they need, I have to help. Right. Or they're about to be coming in and asking for help. Right. Right. And so there's something about when, like, they really are gone. Like, yes. they're really not here. Yeah. It's almost like your psyche relaxes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, I really can't just do whatever I want. Yeah. But so, you know, that's that's the thing is I kind of just wanted to start thinking a little bit about that concept because there's a difference between being alone in your house mm-hmm. and Feeling alone in yes. your house. Because right? you can have your whole family at home with you and feel alone. That's right. At your house. Right. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to, to ask about that because we have found that it's so important for us to have our group of girlfriends, yes. right? And like yes. we already said, you know, your children and your husband, just they are not a substitute. You're still going to have this kind of like longing in your heart for mom friends. Yes. And what do you think, what are the wins to having a group of girlfriends or mom friends? I think it's just that person that can say to you, you're not crazy. Right. I just need someone to tell me I'm not losing my mind. Yeah. This is normal. Yeah. It happened to me or no, it hasn't happened to me, but I heard it happened to somebody. That's right. You just need someone to say it's going to be okay. That's right. It makes you feel normal. Yes. Right. These things that are happening to me and just to know, I don't know, there's something so powerful in knowing you're not alone. Yes. Like what is that that's knit into our human nature that like we need to know we're not alone? I'm pretty sure that's God. I'm right? I'm just, I'm just saying. Yes. You know, off the bat. Well, and when we think about <laughs> God, you know, I think that's one of the beautiful things of thinking about the God that we serve is that our God made community. He is a community God. You know, there's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So even God does not exist alone, you know? Our God knows the need for community. You think they're sitting around in heaven going, Jesus, I go through that too. Uh Uh-huh. You're normal. (laughs) Do you think they're doing that? For sure. I don't know. Maybe. The Holy Spirit's like, listen, I'm trying to convict these people. And Jesus is like, I've been there. (laughs) The Father's like, I know. (laughs) That's so true. That is so true. But it's just, what, there's just, it's so powerful when you realize, oh my gosh, you struggled with this too, or oh, you like that too, or, you know, 
there is just, there is, it's hard to put into words what that does for us to boost us, to feel connected. I think there's something too about being fully understood Uh because I love my husband, but I just don't think he fully understands, you know, the hormones and even the things that I'm doing to raise our kids. Sometimes he's like, I just don't get why you're doing it that way. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like just part of this motherhood thing. I just feel like I need to. Yeah. And when you get around a mom friend, you actually feel like they fully understand. They get it. Yes. They get you. Yes. 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 And it's so comforting. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things that we hit on a little bit is the the way that they provide us support. Uh-huh. You know, I remember one of the ways you and I, so you were my first real mom friend <gasps> because we met when Caleb Shut was like, up. I don't know, three months old or something. Yes. And, you know, it was the first time that I had talked to, because we had just moved to Rockwall and we had been in youth ministry. So all the people I was around were teenagers, you know, <laughs> hormonal, yes, acne driven, little daters, stop it, people, put your clothes on. Go. Right. They have no idea, you know, and now I'm in this new town. I have no community here. You and I both end up in this women's Bible study. That's on one of our other podcasts. We'll put it in the show notes, our, how we met. Um, that episode is on, is on here. But anyway, and I remember talking to you and I was like, you know, I get so tired of cleaning up under the high chair all the time. And, you know, I said corn and rice and you just put your hand on my arm and you said, listen, you have to wait that for that stuff till the next day. It needs to dry out. And it was like this light bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, you are so right. If I would just wait and not worry about it right that minute. Yes. It would be so much easier later on when it was dry. Yes. Yes. No, I do think there's something about, I don't know, like, don't you ever look at yourself and go, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. But we have these mental blocks. Maybe because of the way we're raised, maybe because of the way we do things or perfectionist or not or whatever. Yeah. So when you get around a mom and they have this idea that you're like, this is genius. Yes. So with Caroline, so you know... uh, and you've given me a hard time about this before, but I have been always kind of particular about my kids' clothing, mm. right? You know, I, I, I can name outfits. <laughs> like I have specific <laughs> outfits you've put your children in. I can see them in my head right now. Right okay, now. and I really have a thing against character clothing. Like I'm just not into it. I, for my children, I'm just not into them wearing Paw Patrol shirts and you know frozen <laughs> shoes. I just it's not my aesthetic. Yes. So then we have Caroline come along, our third child, and someone had given her like a character outfit, and that was all she would wear. And then we were fighting every day about what she would wear. And I was at dinner with you and some of our other mom friends, and I'm telling them about this. And I remember our friend Lydia looked at me and she said, Kate, go to Walmart and buy that girl five character outfits and be done with this. Yes. Like you are fighting a battle that you should not be fighting. This is dumb. Yes. Let it go. But I needed somebody to look at me and go, this is a, come on, this is a dumb thing for you to be fighting with her about. Yes. You know? That's the thing. You need somebody to like speak into your life and go, you are picking a battle that's going to drive you insane. Yes. Close the door to their bedroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Vacuum it once a week. I don't know. When you can't find a clean glass in your home, go in your son's teenage bedroom and look under the bed. They're probably there. Yeah. You just need somebody to calm you off the ledge and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. This is not going to ruin their college education if they wear Paw Patrol five days a week. It, You're fine. It, they're going to be okay. Yes. 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 Um, so so then I have to tell you about, I haven't told you about what happened yesterday. Ooh, tell me. So yesterday, and I have to give you the full picture of this. So yesterday I was exhausted. You know, I flew in from LA last week. Yes. And then on Friday I drove back and forth um, to my job 
to be there on site, which is three hours away. And so anyway, I was pooped. I told the kids, Saturday, I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting out of my pajamas. Ooh, you said, um, high five and out, daddy-o, yes. it's yes. all you. Yes, and the kids were cool with it. They knew I was tired and stuff. So, Rebecca, I mean, I did not get out of my pajamas, did not put on a bra, did not wash my face, did not wash my hair, okay? So I'm laying in my bed watching some random show, and I hear my doorbell ringing. All the kids are playing outside. Actually, I'm sorry. Caleb was gone for a church thing. Lydia and Daddy had already left to go to church. And I was going to stay home last night with Caroline. Okay. okay. So the doorbell rings, and I see these little kids, and I'm like, what is going on? Then they start knocking. So I come to the door, you know, just flopping around, because I remember I don't have a bra on. <laughs> Thanks I, for the visual. I open the door, and my neighbor, Josh, is holding Caroline in his arms like a cradle carry. And I look out at her across the street. Her face is covered in blood. <gasps> covered. You can barely see her face. There is blood all over her face coming down her shirt and she is not making a sound. Oh my gosh. I, I, all the blood rushed out of my face. Like I thought I was going to vomit in that moment. Like just the intent. I was so scared. I was paralyzed. Yes. So I see Josh start walking and then my friend Stacy, who, um, is a mom that lives next door. She's coming over. And they walk into the house and they're like, Caroline got hit by our neighbors right across the road here have this big metal bench in their driveway. And somebody was swinging. Caroline bent down to pick something up and that <gasps> metal bench hit her on the crown of her head. Oh, no. Yes. So I they come to the door and I am like, you know, like very aware, number one, that I'm brawless. <laughs> but also to like, oh, my gosh. What Jeremy's not here. Yes. This is this baby who is, she is clearly in shock and there's blood everywhere. So she's not even crying? She's not crying because she is in absolute shock. And that's what our EMT neighbor. So then I have this other neighbor that comes down to check on her. Okay, yes. So anyway, so Josh. Did we put a bra on before he came over? No, I no. there was no <laughs> chance for a bra. I just had my arms crossed a lot. Okay. <laughs> So Josh brings her in. Thankfully, Stacy Stacy comes in too, and I'm like, "Here's the paper towels." They start cleaning her up. I really, I had to put my head between my knees because I thought I was going to pass out. Yes, like I yes. Was, you, have you ever gotten like that where you're so hot and it's like the room is spinning? Yes. Anyway, then the EMT comes down and he checks to see if she has a concussion and stuff. And Rebecca, I remember, I knew we were going to be recording this podcast today, and I remember seeing all those people standing in my house, and it was kind of an out of body experience. And I thought, this is why we need community. Yes. What would I have done if that baby had been hurt like that? And I could barely, I, first of all, I was beating myself up because I'm like, Kate, step up to the plate. Like, you've got to be stronger than this. You know, like she needs you. But the, all that blood just, yes. I think I was honestly horrified, Rebecca. I was horrified. Well, and that's why sometimes another mom friend can like step in for your own kid where you're like paralyzed. Yes. And they're like, okay, I know what to do. Here's what we're going to, here's what we're going to do. And that's what it was. Yes. I was paralyzed and I needed that other mama to clean my baby up. Yes. Because I couldn't do it. Yes. I was just like, I, I was in a bad place. And I stayed really calm, you know, and I held Caroline yes. for a while. And after a minute, Josh was like, would you like for me to hold her? Because I think he saw my face go white again. Yes. So he holds her. Anyway. So then we get her sat down, the EMT checks her, but, and I call Jeremy and he's coming home. But then I FaceTime my friend Blanca 
who is a yes. physician assistant. And so she said, listen, that's where we got to have some mom friends on speed dial. Okay. But that's the thing. Here's the thing. And so Blanca, Blanca looked at her and Blanca talked to me now. And here's what Blanca did. Blanca brought me back to God. She said, Kate, look at the way God has blessed you. Look at the way he's provided. Look. And it brought me back. Yes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I think about community is we don't reach out. We don't have these relationships. And so then when we get in a bad spot, who do we call? And mm-hmm. we don't call because we think we're going to inconvenience somebody. Right, right. We think our problems are too big and other people are too busy, right? Yes. Don't you think? We we need this community so bad, but we don't reach out. Why else do you think we don't reach out as mamas? I think we get caught up in ourselves. Yeah. I really think sometimes it's easier to hide out in your house. Yeah. And just decide you don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it almost takes somebody forcing you yeah. out of that spot. Yeah. I think about that with our gather groups, you know, gather in your neighborhood. We meet at homes. Uh-huh. And I think so many times before I go to a gather, I have told myself over and over, invite that mom, invite that mm. mom, invite that mom. And then I didn't do it. And I'm like, why did I not do it? She needed to come tonight. But I also think for moms, you're thinking they're not going to like me. I don't want to go. It's going to be uncomfortable. Sure. I'm tired. Yeah. And so sometimes it really takes somebody like kicking you in the pants and saying, look, this is important. Yeah. So get it together and let's go. Yeah. They're going to love you no matter what. Yeah. Show up. Show up. But it takes us, just like what you were also just saying, of like getting out of our own lane, our own to-do list. Because one of the things, as I was researching this, one of the things that's happened in our modern society is we've reprioritized doing over being right? Yes. We have reprioritized our tasks over our community. And it's really one of the reasons why we are in such a mental health crisis is because our to-do lists are more important than our community. And we have not made that a priority anymore, right? Well, and I think this too, because I felt that this felt this this year, because I went back to work this year and I'm in a kind of a demanding job right now. And I have thought to myself, I don't have margin to reach out to people right now. And bless the Lord, I am so thankful that I have mom friends that have reached out to me Mm. and said, girl, I know you're busy. Let me just encourage you. Girl, can I take your kid for a few hours? Hey, do you need somebody to drive them to practice tonight? Yes. And that's the thing is if I had not had those people in my life prior, I would have just been isolated in my home like literally going into the hole, the pit of despair yeah. with nobody to pull me out. Yeah. So I need to think about, okay, when I have those margin times, pour into people, Yeah. move towards relationships, love on people, give, um, ask about them because there will come a time when you're going to need somebody to respond and do the same thing back to you. Yes. So I'm hearing you say that and I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm thinking about the mom who's listening and is like, wait a minute, how do I find those mom friends? That all sounds good having that support and everything, but I don't know how to find these people because I think about like when you and I were in grade school and stuff, like you, you have these friends that like you're you don't really get much of a choice. You're kind of thrown into school with them and stuff, right? Yes. And then you go to college and you like, you know, are in a sorority or something and, or you're in an organization. And so you have friends, but then there's this weird change, right? That happens after college. We're like, now you don't really have guaranteed friends anymore. Don't you think that's true? (laughs) I like that you said guaranteed. 
Yeah. Like all those other years, we had guaranteed friends. Well, kind of. You have to be my friend. You're sitting next to me in the alphabet. (laughs) We're going to be together at graduation, so you better like me now. Okay, but that's true. (laughs) But then you get into this new section, and now we're no longer living in communities and in dorms. We're, you know, overlapping with people all the time. Now you're alone in your house. And then when you think about having a baby, I think one of the things that triggers that isolation is you have a baby, and then what do you do with that baby? You go home. And you're in your home for you know, six weeks or something. Because there's germs out there. Well, there's Somebody germs out there. Somebody could breathe on them. And it's a lot of work to get Don't out of the house. Don't touch anything but their toes. <laughs> Don't touch their hand. Why are you touching their hand? That's my baby. Okay, that's very real. <laughs> but it's so much work to get out of the house with a newborn. And also, you're so jacked up, right? And you're dealing with, who am I now as this, I'm a mom? What does that even mean? <laughs> Why do none of my clothes fit? Yes. <laughs> I, I just was Kate, and now I'm Kate, that's a mom? Like, what does that mean? Who am I? You know? How do I breastfeed in public? <laughs> yes. And so there's all this like going into it too of just, you know, so how do you feel like, how did you find mom friends? How did you, how do you find community? Part of it started with where I worked. Okay. Those are the people that you see a lot. Yeah. Now, if you don't work, you don't have that community at work. Secondly, I found people at church. Yeah. And so I think one of the cool things that church does is that it helps you get into a group with people in a similar life stage. Uh-huh. So you're automatically trying to find people that are doing the same kind of life that you are. Yeah. Um, and then I think part of it, oh, and this is so hard to say because I think it's hard for moms, is you just have to be intentional. Yeah. You have to, like, decide that it's important. Yes. I, I think agree. we talked about that a couple episodes ago, that so many things in life take work. Mm. Your finances take work. Your parenting takes work. Keeping your house clean takes work. Why would we think that friendships would just be like, oh, that's so easy. I'm just going to walk out my front door and they're going to be waiting for me. Right. (laughs) It takes work. It does. And, you know, for me, it was church. And for me, it was we moved here and, you know, I went to that that Bible study. It wasn't a mom's Bible study. It was a women's Bible study. I'd never been to a women's Bible study. I even questioned if I qualified to be at a women's Bible study. I'm like, I'm 25. Is it okay for me to be here? (laughs) You know, Um, but that was where I met you. And that's where I started meeting some of the friends I'm friends with now 13 years years later, you know, but it was doing that uncomfortable thing, going into a room where I didn't know anyone and being willing to be vulnerable. And, you know, you did such a good job. I think one of the weird things about having friends, mom friends, is it's a little like dating where you have to be vulnerable and be like, Hey, can I have your number? (laughs) You know, do you like me enough that you would go to the park with me and my children? Yes. You know, and just doing that uncomfortable thing. And also just like dating, not everyone is going to be a right fit. You know, you may go hang out with someone and be like, you know what? They're cool, but we don't totally sync up, you know, or our kids did not get along. Like my kid literally (laughs) tried to murder their child. (laughs) You know, this is probably not going to be They probably don't want to have a play date again. (laughs) Okay. But just doing that intentional work with like dating, you have to be intentional and you have to be, you have to kind of put yourself out there and do the work of trying to cultivate these new friendships. And it, remembering that it takes a long time to grow an old friend. You know, oh, that's kind of like a, that's a framework. That's our sign for the week. Well, I got that one for Marsha Mason. It takes a long time to grow an old friend. It does. And I think, I think that's hard for us in this segment of life that we're in where, you know, we have old friends. Thankfully, I'm so thankful I still get together with my old friends from high school and stuff. But 
you know, that took, it's, it's taken a long time and you can't expect these new friends in this new season of life to maybe know you as fully as they might in 10 years from now. It's yes. going to take some time. And it's crazy to think that you might be friends with those people for 10 years, 20 years, yeah. 30 years. And we it might, goes by. You might be old ladies sitting on the front porch in our rocking chairs. It goes by in a flash. I think one thing we need to be careful with as moms, I do think that um, social media and just like mom blogs and stuff can be so helpful to us, right? They help us. You can search something out. You can, uh, you can see moms doing life. And but I, I just want to put it as a caution out there that we keep in mind that that is not an adequate substitute for real life community, right? Yes, those things are okay, and they can be okay as kind of a, a supplement of helping add in good things, but we cannot let those be a substitute for real, genuine community. Well, and I think obviously that's the society we live in where, because I'm friends with you on social media, I think we're best friends. Yeah. Like I know everything about you. Yeah. Where you went to vacation? Uh-huh. What'd you have for dinner last night? Uh-huh. And then when you actually get around them in person, you're like, I really don't know you. Well, and for example, like what I just told you about with Caroline, I didn't post that on my social yesterday. I didn't post that I didn't have a bra on and almost threw up three times. You know, those are the <laughs> things that you're going to hear from me when we sit down and talk. Yes. You know? Yes. And you hear that face to face and then, you know, then somebody checks on me the next day and that's community. Yes. But that has to happen face to face. You know, it makes me think about thinking down the road even farther as we get older. And one day our kids are going to be gone Mm -hmm. from our house and we're going to be in this new stage of life. And I think sometimes if you haven't cultivated friendships up to that point, then you kind of get there and look around and go, oh my goodness, where did everybody go? Yeah. And what I want to encourage mamas is that it's not too late. No. Because I think there's so many moms in that season where they are like have more time and margin and maybe some extra income to actually pay for lunch, you know? Yeah. Go out and find new mom friends. Never assume that God has finished giving you great friends. No, because we need you. We need what you have to say. We need your insight. We need your personality. We need your background. We need the things that you bring to the table. It makes us all better. Yes. And I think the other added benefit is that we're setting a good example for our children. They need to see that we live lives in community, that we don't live isolated lives, you know, that this principle that we read about in the Bible, that we are living that out. And my kids, it set such an example, such a witness for them when after we would have a baby or when we were going through a hard time, when people in our life group showed up with meals or when you or Jenny or something, when I'm having a hard time, flowers show up on my doorstep or a sweet card. When they see those things, they go, oh, this is biblical community. I want to live like that. I want to be that kind of friend. And then I see them writing their friends notes and putting it in their mailbox. Yes. You know? Yes. And so we have a chance to set that kind of example for our kids so that they enjoy that too. Well, and I think honestly, it makes them feel safe because they think there are people out there that love my family. Mm -hmm. They love my mom. They love my dad. Yeah. They're not alone either. Right. You know, if they were, if something were to happen to them and I wasn't around, hopefully they would have a name pop in their head of someone that they know live their, loves their mom and right. it's going to help. Yeah. Yes. And so, like we've kind of mentioned, you know, this principle comes from the Bible. And I wanted to read to you from Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So I looked at that scripture and I kind of wanted to break down a few of these, you know, kind of what these words mean, because when it says here, and let us consider, that means think about it. 
get creative, right? Consider, like make that a priority that you're thinking about and getting creative about how we can encourage each other. How can we can encourage other moms? I think part of that's prayer too. I saw yeah. something on social media just today that said, for the next 30 days, pick a woman and pray for a different lady every day. Wow. I thought, well, that's such a fun idea. I, I could do that. that. Yes. But you know what? It takes me saying to myself, I want to be a person that prays. Yes. And when I pray for a friend, it's amazing what your brain will do because it really will start thinking about, oh my gosh, I prayed for her today. How could I encourage her? Yes. So set aside some intentional margin in your life to pray for these women. And then I really think that your brain will do the rest and I it'll come that. up with fun things to do. I love that. I think that verse is saying exact. I mean, I think you're saying exactly what this verse says. You know, it says, let us get creative about how we can encourage each other. And it says to stir one another to love and good works. And so we're giving courage. We're giving support and confidence to another mom that she can keep doing the good things that God has called us to. And it warns us to not pull away. It warns us to not neglect meeting together because it says that some are in the habit of doing that. And and so we need to watch out against that, safeguard against that because we need each other. Isn't it crazy to think that people back in the Bible days like would hold up in their tents? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going outside the tent today. I'm just not doing it. You know? But if you think about it, they're humans just like us. Like we've been wired from the very beginning that our natural instinct is to pull away and be like, no, they don't want to know me. I'm not going to share my dirt with them. Right. Or do the bare minimum and not engage. Yes. Yes. And so this verse comes on the heels of the rest of the chapter. And it's kind of at the end of this chapter. And um, Paul is talking to the people about coming to God with their sin. That's what he's talking about. He's saying that they can draw near with confidence, that there's no shame, that we've been covered with the blood of Jesus, that God has cleansed us and wants relationship with us. So I think it's so interesting that this call to community comes right at the end of all of that truth bomb that he's just given us. Because that's the thing about community with God and with others is we often retreat out of it because of our shame. Yes. Right? Yes. It's often shame. And Paul is calling that out and he's saying, no, there is no more shame now. God sees you. You can come to him just as you are. And you need to come to your community just as you are. Don't retreat out of shame. Well, and what a tighter bond does it make with you and a mom friend when you're willing to say, man, I screwed up. Yeah. Or I can't stop doing this for some reason. Yeah. Or what's happening? I think moms, their guard goes down yes. when they feel like another mom is willing to be vulnerable. But if you're going to come to me and make your life look perfect, then I'm going to retreat because I'm going to think there's no way I'm good enough to be friends with you. Exactly. Or I don't want a friend like that because that's going to make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. So let's be moms that share those inner parts of us that we're struggling with because we know there's a mom out there struggling too. Yeah, please do. I will love you all the more if you will tell me your ugly stuff or let me come over when your house isn't perfect <laughs> or show up to the door brawless, you know, like yes. that is the stuff that makes you feel like, oh, I can really know this person. Yes. And so... We need each other and we need to spur each other on. And moms, that is actually what our hope is here and why Gather was created because we need each other. We want to provide you with community so that you're connected to other moms. We want to give you resources to help you mom well and encourage you to keep going. I really think that one of the ways that we can love other moms is by being that person in their life that's not going to walk away during the hard times Mm. and is going to say, whatever God's teaching me, I'm going to share it with you. And I want you to teach me what God's sharing with you. 
and when it's hard and you're struggling and I haven't seen you in a few weeks because you have retreated back into your home, I'm going to reach out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the phone call. I'm going to stop by your front door. Yeah. It's going to take extra work on our part, but I think it's going to be so valuable. Yes. Because we need this mom community. And you know, you guys, we get messages from you guys every week telling us what a difference this podcast and the Gather community is making in your lives. And we love hearing from you. And we need your help to let other moms experience the community that we have here so that they too can know they're not alone. I believe, we believe that we can be part of a change in our society where moms no longer feel the need to compete, but become each other's biggest cheerleaders, where we open doors instead of closing them and ask for help instead of suffering in silence. God has put big dreams in our hearts, and he's opened up some amazing partnerships that we cannot wait to tell you about in the days ahead. But right now, we need your support to do it. And so thank you for the ways you pray for us, share our social posts, tell your friends about Gather Moms. And we wanted to tell you today about a new way for you to support and connect more deeply with the Gather community, and that is by supporting us on Patreon. Ooh, Rebecca, that sounds like a really special word. Do you think 90% of moms know what Patreon is? No, I don't think they do. What would you say? 15%? Yeah, I think if you listen to podcasts, you've probably heard podcasters talk about Patreon before, you know. But like for me, this year was the first time I ever supported someone in their Patreon account, you know. Kate, are we going to ask our moms to support us in our Patreon account? We are, because Patreon is a great way for you to give monthly to us to help support what we're doing here. Like we said, you guys, and we're going to be telling you as we get the chance in the months ahead what God is doing and this new amazing partnership that we have. But we're just going to be really honest with you. We need your financial support to help do those things. We need your money. We really do. Listen. We need your help. And so if you would go to patreon.com slash gather moms, you can opt in to do $5 a month, $10 or $20 a month. And you will see when you go to Patreon that there's different things that you get at those levels, like exclusive content. And I, um, Rebecca thinks that's funny because <laughs> she likes the term exclusive content. <laughs> But that's what Patreon calls it. Um, and you're, you're going to get a discount on merchandise. There's just all kinds of things. And so we would love for you today, if you love what we're doing here and you want to help other moms find community, that you would go to patreon.com slash gather moms and think about supporting us on one of those levels. So here's the deal, because the, the time that we're recording this, Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah. And listen, Greg, just the other day was like, what do you want for Mother's Day? Uh-huh. And I know there are times in my life where I think I don't really need anything. Uh-huh. I just don't. But you know what? What if we flipped the script on Mother's Day this year? And what if instead of asking for a gift, we gave a gift? Yeah. And that gift would be to support our Patreon. Yeah. Because what you're doing when you support it is you're gifting another mom the opportunity to find community here at the Gather Moms podcast. That's right. And really, our goal is that we reach moms that are isolated in their homes. That's right. We reach moms that don't feel like they have mom friends. We reach moms that don't know Jesus and don't know what it's like to have a church community. We want to reach those moms, but it's going to take some financial support. That's right. And what we want to tell you today is that we promise we are going to use that money to further the name of Jesus and to provide moms with community because that is our heart. That's right. So thank you so much for considering supporting us and for all the ways you support us already. And we love you and we can't wait to be with you next time. See you later.